crisis on infinite comics oh yeah Here we are again for episode number two. This is the Audio Rebirth. I'm your host, Cody Shedd. And I'm Danny Rushing. And we're back. Hey, Danny, you hear that? You hear it? No. There's no background static. Microphone is fixed. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah, we got this awesome new uh, blue snowball. This thing is amazing. Uh, I've been tinkering around with it. We actually used it to record a... Uh, actual play D&D game that uh, if you're interested we may post it up you know just if the interest is there it's golden if not eh, we used it to test the microphone it was amazing it was a lot of fun and I hope if everybody gets interested in it, we continue to record the D&D sessions and maybe we can build a strong listener base with a fantasy story of my creation yeah Danny is our DM um it's it's the game was great like but that's another talk for another time. Once again, we're going off on a tangent. Um, D&D does that to us. What? D&D does that to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're a nerd in all facets of the word. Um, Alright, well, you're probably wondering what we're doing since uh, it's not the end of the month and all the books that we would normally review are not out yet. Uh, so we're just going to give you a little introduction into how we're going to start doing this as we finally have... Um, got everything laid out uh, perfectly basically at the beginning of the month you're going to get a how do I put it uh, filler show kinda uh, we're gonna go over uh, we're gonna pick a best book of the month it may or may not be something we reviewed uh, we're gonna do listener feedback this is where we're going to put our co-feature in today's case Adam Strange because I put my foot in my mouth thank you Mitzi <laughs> and uh and then we're, we're going to cover upcoming events because our, our friends over at Heroes and Dreams are awesome. <laughs> yes, they are. They're amazing. And they gave us a preview book of things that are coming coming up through April. Uh, also, we are, we're writing comic reviews for them now. Uh, so I will put the, the web address to read our reviews in the show description and on the uh, blog. But that's pretty much how we're going to do it. Uh, Let's see, Danny, what, what were your thoughts on the first episode, just to kick things off? I really liked it. I thought it flowed really well, you know, for all the editing that had to be done. Apparently, <laughs> I like to say the F-bomb a lot. Yeah. It's a family-friendly podcast, and I apologize for that. Yeah, lots of editing on that, but I don't think we'll have that problem in the future. We're we're getting settled into the family-friendly thing. Uh, the, the, the D&D podcast is by no means family-friendly. No. <laughs> At all. I was I was fairly I was I was happy with the uh the first episode. It was you know, of course we had the the sound quality issue, which of course is fixed right now. So that's no longer a problem. Uh there were some editing problems on my end. There were you could tell where I edited some of it, but I, I learned my way around Audacity, so no more of that in the future. Uh, I wanna give a, a big shout out to all of our listeners. We've we got like almost eighty something downloads from iTunes and We've got 40-something friends on uh, Facebook. At, for our first episode, I was not expecting those numbers whatsoever. We would have been happy with, like, 20. <laughs> I would have been happy with 15, but, you know, I, it, it turned out great. So, obviously, 
um, there was some word of mouth spread of what we were doing. Thank you from Crisis to Crisis. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, that was a, a really nice introduction, and we got a lot of French requests after that. So thank you guys once again. Um, well, Danny, you want to kick it off with uh, your pick for best book of the month for January? It's a no-brainer. Actually, I can't say that. It was a tough decision for me. I had to go with Green Lantern 50. But Phantom Stranger number 42 was close behind. Um, Green Lantern 50 was amazing. The art was perfect. The story was perfect. And it just made the Blackest Night stuff just mesh together so much well. So much well. You are good at grammar. I are good. (laughs) (laughs) So very well is what I meant to say. And with a name like Parallax Rebirth, how can you go wrong with that? This is true. Um, Mine actually goes into something we did not review because I had to pick uh, probably a a stereotypical choice for a a devout bad fan, but I went with Detective Comics 861 because um, the whole Batman, I mean, uh, Batwoman, the whole elegy arc has been amazing. It's, I know you haven't read it yet, Danny, but everything that Greg Rucka has done with Batwoman is amazing and uh going back a little bit jh williams art in the in the first view phenomenal uh i have to say it's better than ivan reese really it, it's highly stylized like, i got that noir look doesn't it most of it ding 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 ding, ding foam yeah it, it has a, a really unique look and it's great um I, I just i've fallen in love with the character after when it was first announced, I was like, eh, Batwoman. That's what everybody said, though. Yeah, nobody really gave a crap, but it was it, it's really turned out to be something special. Um, Alright, well now I have a, uh, I have some listener feedback I was going to get into. Uh, we got uh, a couple of letters, but uh, not very many. We got the, the write-ins for the Adam Strange, and then we got this in our, our email. So I'm just going to read this out to you. This is uh, David Garner. He says... Greetings, Danny and Cody. Why is my name not first? DC. Eh, but I'm more important, so... Eh, I would stutter again. <laughs> anyway, um, um, gre- greetings, Cody and Danny. <laughs> that's not what it says. Look, I'm interfering because he made a typo. He did? Yeah, he put did. my name first. Exactly, that's the typo. Greetings, Cody and Danny. I just wanted to write in and tell you guys congratulations and well done your first episode. I was thoroughly entertained throughout. The sound was a minor issue, but she said that was in the works of being fixed, so please continue. And it is fixed. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. Yay. And then we had to eat Sir Lancelot's minstrel. I thought it was um, Sir Robin's minstrels. It was, but they already ate his, so now we're eating Lancelot's. Okay. <laughs> uh, I only had a couple of disagreements with the two of you. First of all... First of all, the Clark Kent references to World of New Krypton. I think that Clark has been shoved almost out of existence and feel that World of New Krypton has done so even more. I see how you two could make the argument, but to me, Clark is the glasses and goofy side of him, not just the mentality. The second was the Adam Strange comments. Yeah, all that's directed at me. Thank you for all the people who wrote in. <laughs> because everybody now hates Cody because he had to, hates Adam Strange. <laughs> that's right. I got like... Almost every mail we got was like something, at least mentioned Adam Strange, and I was like, you're wrong, Adam Strange is cool, and I'm just like, I don't see it, but we'll get to that later. Adam is an all-time favorite of mine, going all the way back to his stories in the 50s. Sure, he's no Batman or Green Lantern, but he is awesome in his own right. I hope you read this out on the show and give me, my wife Rebecca, and uh, he said out, but I know he means our, and our newborn daughter Kelly, a big shout out. Procreating the next gen of comic comic nerd one baby at a time. Thanks, 
David Garner. P.S. I was going to write in on the Adam Strange contest, but I fell short on time. Oh, uh, shout out so given. Congratulations on the on the little baby girl. We got something hitting really close to the podcast on that topic too. As this week, Mr. Danny's girlfriend has given birth to a a small little girl of herself. A seven pound, two ounce baby girl, Eliza Marie Gary. She's so cute. And if I get permission from my girlfriend, Megan, hey, Megan, know you're going to listen to this. I'm going to put pictures up because I use the official Crisis on Infinite Comics digital camera to take <laughs> pictures of the baby. Yeah, so yeah, lots of baby girls going out to comic book fans this, this week or, or whatever, I guess. Um, all right, well, first of all, I'm going to tackle this Clark Kent and World of New Krypton thing. All right, I, I see it. He, Clark Kent is the glasses and the goofy side, but it's also his morality. Clark Kent is who he was raised to be. He wasn't, he, in, a, in a sense, he was raised to be Superman, but Superman does not exist without Clark Kent. Without that morality and that mentality, Superman is just another flying guy that can shoot fire from his eyes. Just look at the Red Sun series. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I respect your decision. And, uh... Thank you for commenting. Yes, and, and thank you for writing in. If you disagree with us, by all means, write in. We want to hear every facet of, of every point of view you can give us. Positive, negative, neutrality. You know, if you want to just send us a, a big email, it's like, beep, you guys, then we're, we're going to read it out loud. <laughs> well, no, it's a family We'll, we'll beep it out. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you'll hear a beep, you guys, and... But, you know, anything you want to send us, anything, we're, we're open... Um, and everything you send in, and I know we had like 80 something downloads, so if everybody sent us something, we wouldn't be able to read it all out, but we would do our best to read out everything we possibly can. Um, so thank you, Mr. David Garner, and shout out to Rebecca and Kelly. Congratulations. And, uh, maybe Kelly and Alonzo go to comic book convention together, like 18 years down the road. Who knows? It's possible. Speaking of comic book conventions, uh, how, how long is it till the, the Jackson Comic Con? When is it? It's in June. June or July. We'll find out more. But Oh, we're going to be there. Yes, we will be at the we'll Jackson. We'll have a mobile podcast from the comic book convention. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a comic convention here in Jackson, Mississippi. We need to get permission to do that. To do what? Mobile podcast. Do we need to talk to Jay about that? Eh. What's the worst that can Show happen? up at the left. <laughs> I'm sure we won't be the only people there recording stuff, but uh, we will be at the the uh, Jackson Comic Con, which is Jackson, Mississippi, of course. So if any of you are there, hey, shout out! You get to meet us. I mean, we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> at least I am. I don't know about Danny. Hey. Okay, he's bigger than me. I'll stop now. He's afraid of the size and the sheer strength. What the, what, what accent was that? <laughs> The Juggernaut video. Oh, Lord. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to rape him. I'm going to eat his costume. You can't say rape on a family-friendly podcast. How can I not say rape on a family-friendly podcast? People get raped in comic books. If we have to talk about it, we have to talk about That's it. That's true. Um, but, yeah. All right. So. Don't break this up. The Juggernaut. It's the best thing Marvel's come out with in years. That was his three guys deciding, hey, we're going to make fun of this episode of X-Men. Ouch. Uh, X Factor 201 was pretty I'm good. I'm going to read it. All right. that, that's what I wrote the review about on the Heroes and Dreams site. Um, all right. Well, I guess 
since I have thoroughly inserted foot into mouth, um, I will I will now um, go ahead and read out the winning Adam Strange write in. <sighs> this hurts me. This hurts my pride. I have been called out and called out really, really harshly. The podcast was only up for an hour before he got this. Okay, she was right on it. Um, it was the first one I got, and <laughs> it, it, I have a lot of pride. I don't like to admit I'm wrong. I will if I am, but <sighs> I guess I have to admit. All right, as, as you all know, if you listen to the first one, um, I stuck my foot in my mouth joking about Adam Strange and how worthless, useless, and terrible he you, was. You weren't joking. You were serious. Okay, I was serious, and I even gave all you listeners a... Uh, uh, I, th- I threw down the gauntlet to send me ten reasons that Adam Strange was cool, and I would do a co-feature on him. So, and someone shoved the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, and someone shoved the gauntlet clearly down my throat. I was going to say something else. Well, how about we don't? <laughs> would All you right. let me introduce the really contest winner? Go ahead and introduce her since you incited this riot. I did incite this riot. I'm the one that told her about the contest right before she listened to the podcast. Her name's Jennifer Scott. She's a good friend of mine. We go... Way back. She's actually the first friend I ever had in the state of Hawaii when I moved out there. And um, she wrote in, we asked for ten reasons. We got twelve. We got twelve, just in case Cody decided to say, hey, that reason's not cool enough, and, and throw it out the window. And some of them were not cool enough, and I'll be pointing those out as I go through. And I could have not done this, but I swallowed my pride. So, Which is hard for Cody, because his pride <laughs> is just so big. It, it tends to not fit down my throat. But here we go. Reason number one: Alan Moore wrote him. Alan Moore wrote him in the '80s, back before he got pompous and was totally on his game. I sense a little um, host- Moore. hostility toward Alan Moore's later <clears throat> later career. Eh, I don't necessarily agree with that, but you have to admit, though, when he grew out the beard and started looking like a hobo and started writing stuff like Tom Strong, hey. Come on now. Come on. Alan Moore's a legend. He is a legend. Because Watchmen's awesome. The Swamp Thing run was awesome. The, the Green Arrow run was awesome. I haven't read any of the Adam Strange stuff. And I probably never will. I'm, I'm going to try to find one. You know, just to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Alan Moore got a little on his high horse with that whole, I'm going to create this entire universe. But everybody looks the same as people from the DC universe. I've read all that stuff. And mm, I don't know. Well, well here's the thing. He's had a long career, and, you know, everything can't be perfect, but... They all can't be gems. Exactly. You're going to have good ideas, you're going to have bad ideas. I can't think of a writer anywhere that has hit a home run every time they touch something. Yes? Jeff Johns. Nah, he wrote some stuff for Marvel that wasn't that great. Hey, the Avengers stuff was pretty good. No. Reason number two, I'm going to cut you off of that because you're going to make this not family friendly if I have to talk about that. Uh. <laughs> number two, free the JLA from trap set by Kanjaro. Since Kanjaro equals awesome, this must mean that Adam Strange equals awesome as well. Kanjaro's a badass. Yeah, I can't really disagree with that one. Um, one of the few DC characters from the post comic code years who's still semi-prominent in the universe. Okay. That is a reason why 
DC would be cool for keeping him around, but not necessarily anything to do with the character himself. So I had to discredit that one. Although I admit, yes, that's cool, but... Just think about how many people that were made in 1958 that aren't still around. A lot. Uh, let's see. Day job is an archaeologist. I maintain this is one of the coolest jobs ever. I, I got to agree with that one. Uh, number five. And see, this is where I had problems with him. When Grant Morrison was doing his quote-unquote revival of the JLA, there was a period where Mark Wade filled in which is when um, Adam Strange was introduced. Which is when Adam Strange popped in. I have a problem with that one because I did not like that story. He's just saying that because he's a Grant Morrison fanboy. I'm not a Grant Morrison fanboy. You're an Alan Moore fanboy. I'm also a Jeff Johns fanboy, as we can tell. So let's call the kettle black. You know, there's a really, really funny saying about the kettle that I can't say <laughs> right now. Um, Remind me after the podcast, and I'll tell you. Please do. And if anybody wants to know it, just message me on Facebook. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> um. So anyway, and he faked insanity well enough to fool both the JLA and, and the uh, Intarans. That's pretty badass, because there's a lot of telepaths in the the JLA. If, if John Jones didn't pick up on the fact that you're faking insanity, okay. Well, I haven't, I haven't myself read that, so I would have to do that just to see exactly how it played out. I do know that when I had to go do my research to do this Adam Strange co-feature, it mentioned it, and he basically did it to get the JLA to come to that planet so they could finish some stuff so everything would work out, which is cool, yeah. Um, let's see. Stopped an alien invasion by outsmarting them. A move worthy of Batman. Nothing. And no one is worthy of Batman. But. That's from Invasion. Is it? Alright, well, it makes sense. Alien invasion, the invasion crossover. Because he was, um, Ram was one of the planets that was going to get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, number eight, attempted to rebuild a spaceship with no eyes. And then, of course, we have the usual BAMP at the end of it. Now, Sorry see, that. Now, see, here's the thing. All right. I, it would be cool if he had actually uh, rebuilt the ship with no eyes, but from everything that, that I've seen he attempted to, which I can attempt to uh, rebuild a spaceship blind doesn't mean it's going to work. Can you record a podcast, Bond? I can. <laughs> Physical signs do not transfer over the, the audio. Um, let's see. Uses his jetpack to fly. I know a lot of superheroes don't actually fly, but as far as a flying substitute go, jetpack is pretty rad. Now, here's the thing. Everybody that wrote in wrote in about this, this jetpack, and jetpacks are not cool. Jetpacks were cool in, like, the, the 70s and 80s. They're not cool now. Um, so, he was created in the 50s. I, yeah, he was. And the fact that the Mega Man look and the jetpack are still around? Yeah, but, but, jetpack's not cool. Okay, the Mega Man, but orange. Am I colorblind? I thought it was, it was red. red. I did too. Uh, well, I... Sorry, well, he's, she, she might be. She says he looks he looks kind of like Mega Man, only orange. I think he looks red. Maybe your friend's colorblind. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe I am. I don't know. 
I've always thought he looked red too. Yeah, well, I'm right. Everything that I've ever seen him in. And I'm not colorblind. Eh, me either. I'm right. He, he might have originally been orange. He may have, but he's not now. Um, let's see. He was based off Edgar Rice Barrow's character, Banff. Okay, I can't discredit that one. Although, the, who he was based off of was much cooler than him. But those stories were not so child-friendly. Um, he was in both the Justice League and Rebels. Which I think is a nice turn of events. I've never been a fan of Rebels. At all. At any time. Have you read the newer Rebel stuff? The Blackest Night Rebel stuff? No. It's not bad. Like I said on the last podcast, if there's a Blackest Night book that's been released, we pretty much have have it. it. I haven't had time to read all of them, but we have them. Um, And that was the 12 reasons. Then she says... And that's all I have right now. Hope some of these help with the challenge. Then, of course, a little kitty face thingy. And, alright, alright. I said that if somebody could send me ten valid reasons, that I would personally, personally myself, admit that I stuck my foot in my mouth and do the the uh, overview character code feature myself. So without further ado, everyone currently going my foot in my mouth. And I will give it to you guys. I had multiple people write in. So apparently I have become the the black hat of this podcast. (laughs) See, nobody remembers the fact that I was also not exactly standing up for Adam Strange. Exactly. All this was aimed at me because I'm the one that went on about it. But I accept that. I accept it. And I tend to put my foot in my mouth. So this probably happened quite often. Nobody paid any attention to the fact that I dogged Kyle Rayner for like two minutes at the beginning of the last podcast. No, see, nobody actually cares about Kyle Rayner. Over here. High five. Nobody actually cares about Kyle Rayner, but... Eh. That's going to be our next one. Just watch it. Because you said it. It doesn't matter if I say it. Exactly. People are going to be like, Cody, you suck. Kyle Rayner's awesome. And we'll be like, but Danny was the one who went on about it for 15 minutes. Um... Alright, so I'm going to dive right into your character co-feature of Adam Strange. Man of Ran. <sighs> that is terrible. Man of Ran. <sighs> what is he, French? I don't know. He, he was in Peru. <laughs> in the 50s. We're about to get to all that, Danny. Alright, I'm going to start out. This is Mr. Adam Strange. His abilities currently include... Jetpack that allows sustained flight and interstellar travel. He carries energy blast guns, and I did not know this, but generates solid light equipment via his spacesuit. And he can see into the into the whole electromagnetic spectrum, which is I I guess that's cool. You missed one. What's that? He can teleport on command. He has a short range teleporter on command. He can. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Or did you leave that one out on purpose? I left that on purpose because that one almost made me cry. Um, because that was cool. He was created by Gardner Fox and Mike Sierkowski. And his first appearance was in Showcase number 17 in 1958. That should be our picture for the the (laughs) podcast. Picture of 1958, Adam Strange. Oh, dear Lord, no. Come on. Everybody get a kick out of it. 
Apparently, there's a lot of Adam Strange fans that listen to this show. They think that's no, awesome. look, look, there are no Adam Strange fans that listen to this show. People just wanted to see my foot in my <laughs> mouth and make me do this. That's all that was. I so, wasn't allowed to do it, so. So, see, now I'm going to get more listeners to be like, you're still talking trash about Adam. Mm. But I admit that. All right, anyway, Adam Strange was an archaeologist who was suddenly teleported from Peru to Ran by way of the Zeta Beam. And called on to protect the planet from extraterrestrial threats. Boy, does this sound like every other sci-fi story you've ever read, or heard, or seen. Totally unoriginal. Yeah, for now, but in 1958, that could be where it all came from. No, that's negative. I have some really old books that date back way before 1958 that I'm fairly certain I read this in. Really? Really. Oh. Um, yeah, he fell in love with the blue-haired female, Alana, who I have to say. She's, she's smoking. She's a fox? She's a fox. Not real, not fox, fox, um, but... <laughs> uh, Strange's adventures were published in several anthology series in the 50s and 60s. Though he was never a headlining character, he has been a constant in the DCU. He had trade paperbacks in the 50s and 60s? They were published in anthologies. Wow. Uh, according to Wikipedia. Oh. I, I, had, uh, I went to several different places and got a lot of this from Wikipedia, so... You know how Wikipedia is. It's usually accurate, but... Sometimes any idiot can get on Wikipedia and go... And then you read that Superman has one good eye. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> and Hepatitis B. Um... No! Uh, during Morrison's revival of the JLA, Mark Wade featured him as he filled in. Uh, this proved to be the start of, of uh, Adam Strange's second win. It established new motives and updated his roles in the universe. He even kidnapped the entire Justice League while fanning insanity in that arc as we've covered before. Um, I have a few other notable appearances, which of course the Ranthanagar War... 52, which was when he uh, attempted to rebuild the ship blind. He was trapped there with on the planet with Starfire, and my mind fails me on who else it was. Um, and Countdown to Adventure, which I know absolutely nothing about. Countdown to Adventure. Countdown to Adventure. No, nothing about it whatsoever. Um, so is there anything you want to add about Mr. Adam Strange? Overall... From the beginning, I never thought Adam Strange was a really, really cool main character. <clears throat> as a supporting character, he's done lots of stuff. But as far as just being a main character, he was never one of my favorites. I don't think that you could take a, a run of Adam Strange and run with it. And that's me, personally. But I've always been a you know a bigger guy. But it's the s smaller supporting characters that would extend it beyond everything. Because what would Superman have been in the 50s and 60s without Jimmy and Lois and Perry? What would Batman have been without Alfred and Robin? That still has nothing to do with Adam Strange. Yeah, it does. No, because, because when you read... The people you listened were basically sidekicks and friends. Adam Strange is supposed to be a standalone hero. No. Yes. He was originally a standalone hero. But when you see Adam Strange today, this world of New Krypton... Or 52. 52 where everybody was everybody's sidekick because, you know, 
the Trinity had decided, hey, we're going to go away for a few weeks. And what you got to look at is that Adam Strange must have really hit a spot with somebody because, like I said before, there were a lot of characters that were created in the 50s and 60s that didn't make it until 2010. Well, Aquaman hit a soft place with Jeff Johns, but it don't make him cool. Black Lantern Aquaman was cool. Black Lantern Aquaman was cool, but Arthur Curry himself? With the hook and the long hair? That was how long ago? That no longer exists. Uh, Well, people don't realize... I know, I'm going to get back to Adam Strange in a minute. (laughs) I've awakened a beast. Aquaman is terrible. Has the potential to be one of the greatest characters of all time because the world is covered in three fourths percent water. Okay, well, I have the potential to become the world's strongest man, but it ain't happening. Don't mess with Aquaman in the water. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm a situational superhero. <laughs> that is okay, there was one time when Aquaman was cool, and that was those old Adult Swim. Um, <laughs> commercials when he would just like walk up to a random scene to hear that music and then he'd just like put his hands in there and start shaking his butt and that was hilarious but we need a video of Clayton doing that on the website oh yes oh by the way we have a friend Clayton whose favorite superhero is Aquaman and Aquaman is by far one of the most fail characters of all time like what what does Aquaman do in most of the major crossovers you see everything going on then you see like three panels of him riding a seahorse under the ocean and that's it yeah no connection it wasn't until Blackest Night that he just really put his foot down. That's he, because he's dead. He's, it's not even him. It's a ring. Alright, back to my Adam Strange stuff. <laughs> Derailed. Yeah. Misdirect. That's right, misdirect. I'm a hunter. Um, Adam Strange has stuck around and done some great things and been part of some amazing crossovers. What great things has he himself done? They protected Rand during the invasion. Ah, which is wait, wait, wait. Who, who in the DCU really cares about Rand? Rand as a whole is terrible. Well, apparently nobody cared. They cared more about Rand than they did, you know, Zanchi. Zanchi was awesome. And what happened to it? Now they're all Black Lanterns. (laughs) They're chasing John Stewart through space. (laughs) I got it coming. But. Oh. Moving on. He, he's been involved in some major crossovers. That he sat in the background in. Um, I'm gonna... <laughs> if looks could kill. <laughs> if this were a video podcast. Yeah, people would know. I have a couple of other notable uh, cameos. Uh, he was one of the quote-unquote ghosts in the Empty Planet Krypton restaurant in Kingdom Come Planet Krypton number one. And this is the one thing that I thought was very interesting when I found this. In the TV series Buck Rogers in the 25th Century... Uh, during the episode of Plot to Kill a City or to Kill a Planet, it was one of the two, episode two, uh, written by someone who had actually been writing for DC Comics beforehand, there was an announcement for a Dr. Adam Strange of Alpha Centauri uh, made over a loudspeaker somewhere in that episode. So, uh, I guess he struck a note with that guy. Someone did his research. Uh, eh. I liked Buck Rogers anyway. Buck Rogers! Exactly. I like Duck Dodgers better than I oh, like Doug. Oh, uh, Yeah, but Duck Dodgers had a Green Lantern ring. At one point. At one point, which is awesome. Duck Dodgers, an amazing 23rd and one half century. 
Speaking of which, I know this is completely off topic and it's a Marvel subject. Um, but I was browsing around on Facebook and um, um, <laughs> George Perez had posted up a picture of uh, Spider-Man and, and Mary Jane that he drew for Valentine's Day. And which apparently, I didn't know, but reading the comments, they apparently got a divorce. And He's with the black hat now. Really? Okay, we'll see. I don't read it. <laughs> but there was somebody, there was someone on there that made the comment that uh, it was okay because since Disney bought Marvel, he'd be married to Snow White soon. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Especially to all you Adam Strange fans. I love you. He's sort of like Heath Ledger from The Dark Knight when he said that. I would run in fear and take your addresses off Facebook. <laughs> oh, man. But, well, anything else you want to add to our co-feature here? Uh, no, if if you have anybody that you, want to do, that you want us to do, just be sure to drop us a line via Facebook, email. Um, you could probably... Do smoke signals. I can't guarantee we'll get it. But if that's how you float, and you can do smoke signals, or uh, you know, you can just pay for for some uh, plane to come flying by my house and skyride it. Or carrier pigeons. Carrier pigeons are awesome. Uh, d- definitely, the only way you're allowed to contact us is carrier pigeons. You know, X all that other stuff. Carrier pigeons are the way to go. If you want to get in contact with Crisis on Infinite Comics, you gotta have a pigeon. We just lost all of our listener bases. Thank you. They're going to delete us off Facebook. <laughs> well, subscribe us on iTunes. Nah. Nah. I'm too lovable. Everybody loves me. <laughs> even though apparently I'm the one catching all the flag for the comments. Which I'll probably be getting Aquaman ones uh, here soon. Uh, only from Clayton. Nah. Yeah, you're right. There's no Aquaman fans out there. Nobody likes him. With the hook and the long it hair. Once again, no longer exists. He's back to the guy from the Justice, or the, the Super Friends. Don't you be hating on Super Friends. Oh, I'm not, but Aquaman was terrible in the Super Friends. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have any questions for either of us individually, feel free to ask. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... He, I, he's, I, he was joking about the carrier pigeons. No, I wasn't. Um, well, you can write me on the email, and Cody can stand outside and wait for the pigeons all day long. I'll respond to your emails. That's the thing. They'll tap on the window when they get here, and I'll just let them in. Then they're going to poo on your bed. And then I'll kill them. And Peter will come get me. Yes. Don't say stuff like, I will kill a small woodland creature <laughs> on the podcast. Even <laughs> Pamela Anderson is going to boycott our podcast. That's right. And then squirrels, too. Don't get me started on raccoons and skunks. I'm going to take them all out. See, now, if we have any... Uh, you know, I don't abuse animals. I have a very small puppy that I love. Demon dog. Okay, she's mean. But I love her anyway. Oh, yeah, I love puppy too. It's just when I try to cuddle with her, she usually gives me scars. But I call them love scratches. Love scars. Um, <laughs> I'm cold. I'm hungry, I'm dying of blood loss, and that I miss my not, life. That does not belong on this podcast. <laughs> um, let's see. Alright, now we were going to get into talking about uh, the sneak peeks I hinted at, the upcoming events. Um, our friends at Heroes and Dreams have, have... So graciously donated. So graciously donated preview books, and we hope that they continue to do so. 
Um, there may be a lot more Heroes and Dream-centric stuff coming through this podcast, but we'll see about that later. Um, I, I think I think the thing everybody wants to talk about right now is, of course, Brightest Day. Brightest Day number zero, it'll go until April 14th. And I know who will have it. I will. And I will. I have my own personal variant copy. Cover. Yeah, see, that's how things work. See, we have a shared comic book collection, and then Danny goes and wastes his money on variant co- uh, I covers. think they look good. Yeah. I don't collect. I read them. You know, I don't just buy them and then put them in a little, you know, bag and board. Yeah, so, well, I mean, what... I, I think we all pretty much know how Blackest Night's going to end. The good guys are going to... Well... The, the the spectrum of light is going to win. I can't necessarily say the good guys because Atrocitus, Larfleeze. Don't say it. Don't say it. Sinestro. No, Sinestro is completely and 100% a good person. Really? He has the exact same goals as the Guardians of the Universe. He just goes about it in a different way. Sinestro is the, is the most awesome ring-wielding character in the DCU. Period. Oh, and, and Danny's going into convulsions. Wait, are you telling me that you think that Sinestro is more awesome than Hal Jordan? Uh, let me think. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I Have mean, you lost your mind? No, Sinestro is awesome. Uh, listener vote. Who is more awesome, Hal Jordan or Sinestro? I want everybody out there listening to send this in so we can prove that I'm right as usual. Jordan has whipped Sinestro's purple butt so many times. <clears throat> that doesn't make him cooler. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Brute force does not make you cooler. Oh, it's not brute force. It's it's not. It's being outwitted. It's being outsmarted. Need I remind you that Sinestro's already had to save Hal Jordan in Blackest Night? Need I remind you? Pity. <laughs> when, they, when they say he escaped Black Lantern Ring. Mm-hmm. Pity. He wanted him dead. They need him. But Sinestro, okay, Sinestro is just, he's a cool character. I'm not saying he's hes actually a good guy. That was a joke. Uh-huh. I'm not saying he's actually a good guy. Oh, he is, I will admit, Sinestro's been a very cool character. I've loved Sinestro yeah. since day one. He's one, of, he's one of the coolest villains out there. Villains, quote unquote, air quotes. Right. Because most villains are just misunderstood. Like Atrocitus. He lost everybody that he ever loved. Uh, that's still no excuse. We all know what the the average response to childhood trauma is in the DC universe, and that's to put on tight spandex and fight crime. He wasn't a child when the Manhunter's <laughs> wife got a tra- Either way, that's how you deal with trauma in the DC. You, you put on tights and you fight bad people. Well, see, in, in, in Atrocitus' case, you kill the other four friends that you have left, and you use their blood to make these rings that let you shoot fire out of your face. Um, let's see, uh, a couple of the brightest day times that we have, of course, of course, you know, there's the, the Green Lantern issue where, um, Atrocis, Indigo, One Lar, Fleas, Saint Walker, Sinestro, Hal Jordan, yada, 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 yada. The only one you didn't mention was Carol Ferris. That's because she's a bad character. I don't like Carol Ferris. Are we gonna, this is the episode where me and Danny argue about everything. No, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, uh, of course, apparently they're the new Guardians. I believe that's what it says here. Yeah. Um, so you have that tie-in, the Flash. 
Really? You skipped the Green Lantern Corps. Thank you, Danny. I'm glad you pointed that out, because I totally didn't see it. Really? No, I did. I was... No. <laughs> Everybody loves a smartass. Of course they do. That's why I'm here. Um, uh, the one that, that looks the most interesting to me, though, is the Justice League of America 44, uh, because apparently whatever this white entity... Um, or being is it's coming at the end of Blackest Night joins the Justice League. It looks feminine. Uh, it's definitely feminine. Um, and then apparently, it's tough. Apparently, there's going to be a mysterious villain and a hero will switch teams. Well, see, this is Justice League of America, but there are lots of Justice Society members on on this page. You got Alan Scott, you got Power Girl, Jay Garrick, Magog. Okay, we'll see. And here's another thing. When it says which hero will switch teams, are they talking about going from the JLA to the JSA or the other way around? Or, or from good to evil? From good to evil. I don't know. Um, hopefully, hopefully, it won't be anything ridiculous. Like, we all hope Power Girl doesn't turn evil, because... Uh, that would make that solo run just a little bit more interesting, though. No. Evil boobs. Evil boobs. Oh, and here's here's another thing going on until April seventh is the Blackest Night Director's Cut. It's an eighty page book for five ninety nine. I will have that. I, I will as well. Um, let's see. Then we have all the upcoming Batman stuff. Of course, we're we're just a few months away from Batman number seven hundred, which I hope they do something big for. They will, just like they will with Superman seven hundred. Um, they're dragging out Gotham City Sirens even longer. Not impressed by that series at all. It seemed like a solid idea at the I, time. I like the three characters a lot, especially Selena and Harley. But it's basically just a comic relief book every month. Which and well, see, you can make a comic relief book work like the Power Girl series. <laughs> the Power Girl series is great, though. Um, we have. We we have a, a, a plot line with uh, <laughs> Brainiac 5 and Supergirl where it looks like he's trying to kiss her and she's just like, uh, get off me. So that's going to be interesting. You know, in the in the 80s, they had that before she died in Final Crisis. Oh my God. In Crisis on Infinite <laughs> Comics. Wait, that's us. <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earth. I'll get it out in a second. Are you going to fail more, Danny? Yes. They had a history. Yeah. So... Which was really hinted at on the episode of Justice League Unlimited. Um, so, uh, I mean, what are your uh, what are your expectations for Brightest Day? What do you see happening? Because apparently it's not going to be sun, sunshine and flowers. Well, that's the thing. That's what makes DC crossovers and their aftermath so great. Is It's not all flowers. It's not all sunshine. Because look at all the ones that have happened in the past, like well, yeah. Infinite Crisis. Wait, are, are you limiting that to DC because Marvel hasn't had a sunshiny day in years? Yeah, they have. No. They, they haven't. Although, I will say I'm going to pick up the new Ultimate Egg stuff coming out. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out. Um, I think that Brightest Day is going to be just like any other major DC crossover, especially when it introduces a new character like that. It's going to be something very interesting. And the fact that, yeah, we don't necessarily agree with the new character. It's something DC's done more than once. So I'm really looking forward to it. I, I like the conflict that appears to be on the cover of Justice League 44. Um, that way. Was it 44? Uh, I think it was 44. I think it was too. Yeah. And it, the, I think that it's going to be really cool. And I look for, I'm look. i looking forward to it because the brightest day 
It's, um... Well, here, here's, here's the only thing I'm worried about with them introducing this new character, because the new character is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be a big hit, or the character is going to completely flop. Like the new Guardians in the Millennium series? Yeah, and I just... Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I want Brightest Day to be great. I think it will. Uh, I mean, just afraid. But I, I'm just afraid that even if the series itself is good, that that character that springs up is is just gonna is just gonna flop. Yeah, I I know Jeff Johns is writing the main series, but over here where you've got um, you know the the Justice League stuff with the character in the center. Uh, I, I just hope that it doesn't flop. Jeff Johns is writing everything but Justice League of America. Yeah, he's he's writing pretty. He's writing as much of the brightest day stuff as he did Blackest Night, which is a lot. Which is another thing I'm really scared of. And we talked about this the other day. Is Jeff Johns is doing so much, um, so much good stuff. So much good stuff. He's got the the Blackest Night going on. He's writing like God knows how many books. He's He's doing TV stuff, movies, and I'm just hoping that he, they don't just, or he doesn't put too much on his own plate, or they don't push too much on him, um, because he's amazing, but he has a limit. He can only do so much at once. And Jeff Johns, if you just happen to listen to this, we love you, and we don't want you to get burnt out. <laughs> exactly, we're worried about you. Um, But that's my feelings on that. I hope the character turns out really well, but... You know, with new characters, it's going to be a hit or a flop. There's going to be no middle ground on that. I think it's Dove. Dove? Think so? Yeah. But then it wouldn't really be a new character. I don't know. You give somebody a ring, it changes the characters a little bit. It's like when you take the ring away. When you give them one on each finger, and tell them have them drain the battery core and destroy Oa and everything else and rebuild their own image. Yeah, this is true. And thank Hall that he's some sort of time trapper. Alright, so what is, um, what's your pick for best upcoming event with a, a little why and, and what it looks like is going on? I'm a Superman fanboy. <laughs> I think we both went with the fanboys this, for the, for the upcoming events at least. Creaky chair, sorry. Superman, last stand in New Krypton with a whole battle against the Brainiac. Looks amazing. Brainiac! Yeah, Bra- you've got like everybody in that thing, right? Oh, yeah, because right now, the cover of number two has Connor, Kara, Monel, appears to be Steel, the Flame Bird, Nightwing duo, and lots of little Brainiac constructs running around beating the hell out of each other. It looks really good. And I went into the World of New Krypton series thinking I was going to like it, and that was completely blown out of the water. I've only read the last two issues of it, but I really enjoyed it. And I want I'll, to... I'll have to get you those back issues, because I have them. Or, rather, we have them. Yeah, part of the collective. But, this has looked really, really good. And what better way to destroy a new Krypton than with Brainiac? Exactly. Because, yes, I love new Krypton, but I understand. It's gotta go. And it's gotta go. Superman's gotta get back in his own book eventually. Because Monel, yeah, the I read that book when we finally got it, yeah. and I was impressed. You know, I, I went into it thinking because I don't like Daxamites, especially Saddam Yacht. See, I was going to say it so you didn't have to wash your mouth out later, but he has this adamant hate of of Daxamites and mostly focused on the Ultimate Green Lantern Saddam Yacht. 
I'm not, not the ultimate green liner. Yes, he is. Once again, we're disagreeing. And I'll duke this out because you know I am anal retentive and I will argue all night. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to the last day of New Krypton. And to issues 2 and 3 go on sale April 7th for 2 and 3 for 28th, which means that March the 29th or something like that. Possibly. Will be issue 1. So I implore all of you to go out excuse me, and at least look at it. Because I plan on it. Yeah, and like I said, I'm going the fanboy route this too, and um, I'm actually going to go with the um, the Batman, uh, the Grant Morrison Batman and Robin series, which I have I felt has been great so far. Which he just got into. Which I really, because I had to catch up really bad. I haven't been keeping up with it. And we found it in uh, the Comics by the Pound at Heroes and Dreams. Oh, yes. Comics by the Pound. That's amazing. I could talk about that for an entire show. You have until February the 28th to go out and get your, your DCs by the Pound. The 28th? February. Oh, yes. I'm brain fart. Wow. Um, and um, if, you, if you just happen to see us there, you know, talk to us. Yeah, um, no, we'll, no. we'll be on the left side of the room. <laughs> yes, in the DC section. Although I may have to pick up some X Factor back, uh, back issues, so I may be over on the right and, you know, burning. <laughs> You're like a vampire in that first morning sun. You know, we are so anti Marvel on this podcast. <laughs> and, no, we're anti current Marvel because there's a lot of older Marvel stuff that I love. Secret Wars. Not Secret Invasion. <laughs> Secret Wars. Back in the 80s. Infinity Wait, Gauntlet. Inf- in, any, Infinity Anything. Yeah, I'll go with that. Infinity Anything. Um, for Phoenix me... Saga. For, for me, mid-90s to now, Marvel has completely tanked. They're, it's it's terrible. It's I can't think of one good thing coming out of it right now. Uh, I haven't been following any of the series, but I am going to start picking up a few so I can kind of look at it from a non-biased perspective. non-biased perspective because I am doing those reviews, which are both Marvel and DC. Thank and you, I, Dale. Yes, thank you, Dale. Um, we might find a series that we just absolutely love. Yeah, and start another start a Marvel podcast. I wouldn't go that far. Um, <laughs> it's a possibility. It's a possibility, but we're already going to be doing this podcast twice a month. Uh, the D&D games. If, and if Crisis people... on Classic Comics, if we can ever get around to it. <laughs> yeah, Crisis on Classic Comics, if we ever get around to it. That's a lot of work. Um, so, like I was saying, I'm picking the, the upcoming Batman and Robin 10, 11, and 12, which is going to be the Batman versus Robin uh, three-part arc, uh, where the dynamic duo fight it out in an ultimate duel to the finish, it says. Uh, and apparently Talia al Ghul sends an old adversary of Dick Grayson's to complete the job that her son may not be able to stomach. Uh, it, it sounds like this is getting really good. Of course, that's getting close to Bruce Wayne's return. Um, I'm just wondering what's going to happen to Damien. Um, I think Daddy's going to come in and smack him up. No, see, I, I, I honestly think that Damien Wayne is going to be dead. Really? I, if I had to put money on it, um, I don't know, Dick wouldn't kill him. Talia would. That's true. Talia would kill him. Why are you pointing a beef jerky stick at me? I was going to ask you wanted any. Nom nom. Abitur Slim Jim. Flavor is up. It's the new Matador. Oh. You don't like it? Uh-uh. Uh, and 
But yeah, the, the the series it looks like it's gonna be really cool. I like the the cover with Damien kind of flinging himself at him and Dick looking like he's he's um you know just fought through with a punch and has like the blood splatter in the background on a white cover. Yeah, it looks it, it looks like he's fixing to bat him across the room. Yeah, and it's Grant Morrison, so it should be knocked out of the park just like the rest of the series. Only had one minor complaint with issue seven. I think it was with the flamingo and the end of the Red Hood uh, arc. Yeah. Jason Todd? Yes, Jason Todd. Um, But I had a a minor issue with the flamingo character because he was billed to be this, you know, infallible killer and then he's like four pages and gone. So I wasn't, I didn't like how that was handled, but as a whole, the Batman and Robin series has been great. Uh, well, uh, I guess this is the, the tangent section where we just... Isn't the whole podcast a tangent <laughs> Except when you're dying. Uh, but yeah, this is the tangent section where we're just gonna go off on whatever. Uh, which would actually uh, lead me to talk about a Maximum Press comic, Evangeline. It's... Th- the covers lead you to believe that this is a, um very mature book, which in a lot of respects it is, but it's really good. You should check it out. I, I recommend it. I I, I want to read it. I've been um, busy trying to wrap everything up with my uh, current job. Oh, yeah, it's your current job. Danny is leaving me. I'm going to be back. Uh, well, I'm taking half the comics in the divorce. Knowing you, you're such a bastard. You take all the ones that I really like. Exactly. <laughs> Everything with Superman on it is mine. Uh, but, basically, I, I guess Danny's making a career move. And he will be move, moving, what, two hours away? So he's going to have to drive up here for the podcast because I told him I refused to do Let's it over Skype. emergency and, circumstances. Uh, yeah, emergency circumstances, which don't mean oversleeping. As you almost did night. <laughs> but I, I may have sleep apnea. Yeah. Give me more BS excuses. Um, I love you. You better. <laughs> well, anything else you, you wish to spout off at the mouth about? Or shall I just say that Bruce Wayne is the Phantom Stranger? I was going to tell everybody that um, they've cast two villains for the Green Lantern movie. Really? Have not heard this. Continue. Hector Hammond. Oh. And Sinestro. Oh, Sinestro. So, it's... um. They actually cast Tim Robbins. If you read my MySpace, Twitter, or Facebook updates, I'm like, I don't. What kind of friend are you? <laughs> they cast Tim Robbins as Hector Hammond's father, so hmm. I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to pick up. Who, who, who? Uh, who's going to play Hector Hammond's? Who, who's going to play Sinestro? That's what I'm. They're still up in the air. They've really? asked somebody. They've got like the perfect person. They say the Jim Carrey. He looks like him. Jim Carrey's already been one person in the DC Universe. <laughs> I know, you have a problem with that. I do have a problem with well, that. Alright, well, who do you think uh, would be a good Sinestro? Who do I think would be a good Sinestro? I think they should pick an unknown and do really well with it. No, oh, come on. That's a cop-out answer. It's not a cop-out that answer. It is a cop-out answer. Come on. George Clooney, Bruce Wayne. What? George Clooney was Bruce Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you don't pick an unknown. <laughs> Who's playing Bruce Wayne right now? Christian Bale. He is not an unknown. No, he's not. But he, he was doing a damn good job. He is doing a damn good job, but he wasn't a completely <laughs> in your face everywhere kind of person. 
because um, he should be. He should be, yes, but he's done quality movies like Equilibrium, American Psycho. American Psycho was bad. You didn't like it? No, didn't care for it. I did. I like the Huey Lewis spell. Yeah, but you're you're, you're just you're misdirecting from. I'm me. not misdirecting from the. You, you can give me come on, give me a real answer. No cop outs. A real answer for who if, I believe. If you give me another cop out, I'm going to put words in your mouth and say and edit it and use my voice to mimic you and say you said Hayden Christensen. I'll be damned. <laughs> I don't want Hayden Christensen anywhere in, near a comic book store. You versus... doubt my power? Ring. Ring. <laughs> you um, doubt my ring? No. I have a ring. And you. I'm sorry. I'm no. going to keep going. Please stop. That's what I was thinking through most of Revenge of the Sith. I am the embodiment of fear. Smith, John. It's an old <laughs> mad TV skit about aliens invading Earth. <laughs> and about an emotionless alien pretending to be a human running for president and winning and turning everybody into slaves. Look it up. It's from the original old, old school mad TV when it was good. Mad TV is still pretty good. It's better than Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Saturday Night Live is terrible now, which is a heartbreaker. Shuck it, turn back. Still like my favorite skit. They they did it like so much, but still. Like it was one of those skits that was so overdone that you're just like, oh god, again, but it's still funny. Like Bassomatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time on my iTunes now. Oh lord. <laughs> but as far as characters, I, I mean... Actors, I think, that could play Sinestro and pull it off really well. If Jim Carrey was in the mindset that he was when he did um, Man on the Moon, he could do it because that was an amazing movie. Yeah. Uh, I really think that um, if he were younger... More cop-out answers. No. This isn't a cop-out answer. I think if he were younger, Robert Duvall would make an excellent Sinestro. No. You don't think so? No. Why not? I, I, I just don't see it. I, I really don't. Hmm. No. You want the perfect answer to the Sinestro question? What? Johnny Depp. He's in everything, though. There's a reason. They were S- Speaking of which, I cannot wait for the Alice in Wonderland movie. Neither can I. And Hathaway's hot. But that's like one of my favorite. Like the original Disney animated is like one of my favorite movies ever. What were they? Gonna, what DC movie they were going to cast Anne Hathaway in? Oh, I have no idea. They were talking about it at Heroes and Dreams the other day. Oh, I have no idea. We'll have to ask him. We're going over there in just a couple of days. Yeah, because we got to hit the uh, before the snow melt store um, sale. <laughs> yeah, the Snowtorious Big twenty twenty percent off sale or twenty five percent. It's awesome. What if that means we're going to get twenty five percent off the pounds? I doubt it. I doubt it stacks like that. Oh, no. I can't complain. Four dollars a pound, dude. That's true. If anybody out there has found a place you can buy comics cheaper than four dollars a pound. Please let me know, because I don't think it exists. No, it doesn't. Um, <coughs> I'm really looking forward to the um, the new stuff that's coming out. And this next week, I get to pick the Marvel book. So, um, prepare for something probably a little dark and scary. Because I picked Billy Batson and the Magic of Shazam as... Um, Children's book, it's on his level. And he was agreeing with me until that point. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean, the the listeners have already tagged me as the black hat of the show, so I got to play the role, right? Right. But I'm, I'm going to review the children's DC book for Heroes and Dreams for this week, and then next week I'm going to pick a very mature Marvel title. And, uh, <laughs> How mature are we talking? Not family friendly. Uh-huh.
And I'm gonna gonna go back and forth because yeah. Well, when they first approached us to do it, it was they wanted to do a Marvel and a DC. So Danny and I decided, you know, we'll alternate. Yeah, I'll do Marvel one month. He'll do or one week. He'll do DC and blah blah blah. And we we do these um, a week and. It's, well, actually, it's our first week. Mine's already posted up. Danny still hasn't yet written it out yet. Yeah, he hasn't written it out yet, but I think he's going to post it when we get done with this. I'm going to smoke a cigarette and then post it. <laughs> <sighs> yep. I don't know much about the release date for the John Hex movie, so if someone can send me a Facebook message letting me know when it comes out, so I know when to stand outside the theater and hold the signs. What if they say we don't care? Nobody wants to see this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Jonah Hex. Blah. Oh, yeah, they, why, they, they're spending production money to make a Jonah Hex movie when they could make an Adam Strange movie. No sarcasm. Or they could make another... Another? You know, a better Superman movie. Oh, a, rumors are that's in the works. I don't know. Um... Well, I, I guess this inadvertently has turned into a movie section. I think we'll keep it. Um, now, uh, another thing I want to do, uh, we're getting ready to wrap this up. This 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 podcast will not be as long as our, our regular review podcast. And I know two hours is a pretty big chunk of a podcast, but we want to give you all the information about the DCU we can. So... Eh, you can listen to it over over a couple weeks until you know this comes out. So eh, I think it'll work out. Another thing I want to do, uh, Danny. Right now, if someone walked up to you and and barring the the stereotypical answers, you were just going to suggest to them a a back series that you've read recently that that uh, they could get into. What would you throw at them? On back series. That I've heard recently? Yeah. I would probably have to go with Quiver. Oh, yes. I think we talked about Quiver on the uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, I think we mentioned it. Uh, I would go with Rebirth, but since the effects of Rebirth are still rolling, yeah. I wouldn't want to get them started in that. But Quiver was a nice end-to-end story. Yeah. Kevin Smith is amazing. Yeah, uh, the only thing about Quiver is it really was, it was not a jump-on point, but... No, but it wasn't supposed to be. Exactly. Like it was he, a rebirth story. It wasn't yeah. a jump on point. Yeah, that's true. Now I'm going to spin this over to uh, something that sounds more like your answer, and I'm going to say I would hand somebody the Death of Superman trade paperback. Yeah. Um, I, that's always been one of those stories that captivated me. It, it's really well done, but that is my book too, isn't it? <laughs> that is your book right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess we're going to get ready to sign this off. I'm Danny Rushing. And I am the Adam Strange Aquaman. Uh, who else? Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner. Uh, Jonah Hex. Uh, everybody that you love from your childhood. Hater. That's right. He hates Victor Stone. What? What? You said everybody that we loved in our childhood. Teen Titans! Hey, Teen Titans are awesome. I know this. Now look, we're arguing at the end of the podcast, Danny. I'm just going to have to shut it off in the middle of us arguing. No, you're not. But anyway, I'm your local, apparently, bad guy of the podcast, which I revel. I revel in this role. I, I, I enjoy being the black hat. I'll let Danny wear the white hat and be the good guy. I'll be the bad guy and make all the money. World's you, finest. You know, that's how it works. You wear the cape and the cowl, shoot fire out of my eyes. It all works out in the best in the end. Eh, that's true. I'm Cody Shit, and... 
This is us saying sayonara. Goodbye. You know, Danny, uh, we really got to work on our arguing all the time. We just...